Hey y'all, come on in, give yourselves a hug. You all right. If you are tuned in right now, I wanna let you know that you are a super dope person and we're excited to have you back once again. You know, on this podcast, we talk to absolutely, totally courageous people who share their personal stories of being survivors at life and in business. So today we have Il, LJ the Joker. LJ the Joker. Buy <laughs> this nigga in the south. I'm here. I'm in the building. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you for coming through. Thank you for your time. I appreciate you. I'm honored. I know you're I'm very honored. busy. I'm honored to be here. Honored to be here. It's an honor. It's an honor. Well, welcome to the Bruce Flowers Podcast. So you already know what we're gonna talk about today. Well, not really. I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna ask you stuff and you can just be candid. Be free, be open. You're comfortable with answering anything? Yeah, I'm comfortable. Okay, so before we even start, y'all know I love my people from Dade County, <laughs> Miami Dade. So we have we have a Dade County official in here. Yeah. Say hi to your people, man. What's good, Dade? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've been uh, I've been a Duval a minute, but you know Dade is always gonna be home. Hmm. What brought you to Duval? Uh, my parents actually. I feel kind of like slavery. You know how you. You didn't know you was going, it just made you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that. So how long have you been here? I got a Duval like in eighth grade. I've been back and forth since for real. Do you miss living in the city of Miami? Uh yeah. Yeah. It's Why? Culturally and uh it's just a lot more stuff to do. Mm-hmm. A lot more stuff like uh especially with young people. The arts is I think the arts is a little bigger in South Florida. Of course. Art Basel. All the graffiti everywhere. Graffiti, the artwork, the the music, and not just like rap, like Gompa. instrumentation, actually playing music, and then uh, the cultures too, because it's not just uh, like you're not just you're gonna hear soca, you're gonna hear dang merengue and salsa music, like so much music, it's amazing. You hear the Bahamian steel drum, it's just it's just a lot of music. The reggae, reggae, of course, obviously, yeah, of course. So. I absolutely enjoy living in Miami, of course. We're both here in Duval now, but how do you feel that Miami has helped you like be open-minded? It's a melting pot, and uh, living in Miami, you're just exposed to and live among so many different people that it's, uh, it's hard to know anything different. Like mm-hmm. uh, going to other places was a culture shock to see some of the division because I grew up around so many different people. Yeah. Went to school with a lot of different people, hung out with a lot of different people, went to events and festivals with different people. So it was just, uh, it's just different to see like people be segregated or isolated in a sense. You feel like it's more segregated here in Jacksonville? I think Northern Florida is a little more uh, segregated. You know, I feel like they're getting in a space where they're trying to diversify. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of being able to attract the right people to the city to really help it blossom and grow. Well, how do we do that? Attracting the right people and, and who are the right people that can help the city grow and blossom in your opinion? I think uh, Diversity is key. So if you just attract the same people we already got here We're gonna be limiting much growth to come from that But if you uh, you just make it uh, more welcoming for different cultures to come in That'll allow the city to grow a lot in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I just think right now the city is restricted and limited because it's uh, it's a limitation of perspectives and mindsets that's trying to guide the city forward. There's not enough voices in the room with uh, contrasting opinions or, or different ideas, I, I feel like, in a sense. Okay. Okay, with the contrasting ideas. And all around. Okay, we got a thinker in the building. We got a whole thinker in the building. Okay, so you're an artist, correct? I am. 
what else? Because I know you're you have so many more talents than just being an artist. Yeah, I'm a music artist. I'm a songwriter. Uh, I do some acting. I've done some modeling. Uh, I do artist development. We work with artists. We teach them how to how to how to do how to rap, how to record, how to perform, stage presence, PR training. Uh, I'm usually active in the community too. Uh, I, you know, I got some friends that are political candidates, mm-hmm. like L.J. Holloway running for Congress, and Sean Nix running for City Councilman. So we gotta get them on the pod. Yeah, definitely. We gotta get them on the pod. You wanna hear that? We gonna get them on the pod. But anyway, first. <laughs> okay. Well, since you are an artist, and you just said something that sparked uh, a question, you said you do artist development and PR training like I don't hear many upcoming artists getting that anymore do you think that's a lost like skill in the music industry I definitely think it's a lost skill I definitely think it's a lost skill right now because we live in a microwave society everybody's is is uh buying into this ideology of success immediately and they kind of skipping some steps like the hard work is, is, is the, the work you put in helps develop you as an artist, mm-hmm. whether it's in the recording process, the songwriting process, or with regards to like the live performance. Like you got a lot of artists who are hitting stages trying to do performances who've never even seen a performance. Like you've never seen a great show. Like you have nothing to model it after. You're just really just winging it. And I feel like because of the uh, urgency that society puts on everything, that's why they're not having these experiences. And plus, Jacksonville don't have enough festivals here. <laughs> We'll bring some festivals here. You already I'm, have something like that in the works? I'm here. That's a festival. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do uh, within the community? Oh, uh, man. Mentor. A lot of mentoring. A lot of mentoring. We uh, Initially, we used to have a strong push and focus on helping develop and grow black business. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was before we got so busy with our, our personal endeavors. And um, We do chess. We try to get youth involved with the studio just to teach them about it. Uh, Fred Taylor says something that I love on I Am Athlete. Not a pivot, but he says exposure leads to expansion. So we always trying to expose and expand the mind frame. And also, like, I got a passion for talking to trouble youth, too. Mm-hmm. Especially boys. Just knowing what uh, some of the, the, the uh, I guess, some of the issues they may face. Or some of the decisions and choices that may lie ahead. And knowing, like, uh, what this path leads to and being able to speak to them firsthand. Mm, so, that's know. dope. So you're a chess player because you teach the youth, you teach people in the community how to play chess. Correct? You just said that. Yeah, I'm a chess player. What got you into chess? I'm learning so much about chess right now, and I just I have to ask everybody who I come across to you play chess, and what has it done for you? Uh. I see you adjusted yourself in your yeah, seat. I'm, I'm trying that? to think. What's a good? Because it's it's levels to chess, right? So somebody introduced me to how the pieces move. Then somebody else introduced me to like actually really putting thought into the moves I'm making. And then later on, somebody else introduced me to what I feel like probably took me to the highest level of chess. And, uh, it was a homeless guy, actually. And he, he the one who really taught me how to play like a lot of moves ahead. People say it, and I think it's a cliche statement, but there's it's a few people who can actually do it. But chess is a thinking game. Mm-hmm. Chess is a thinking game, and it teaches you to think before you act, especially when you play at a high level. Like, uh, it's a thing that guys in prison do called touch and move. Like, if you touch that piece, you gotta move it. 
So mm. if you rush and touch a piece and it's a bad move subsequently because you ain't thinking through, you still got to make because you rush to touch it. So what you do is you learn not to rush to touch the piece. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm sorry. You, I'm sorry. That's a bar right there. Can you say that again? Ooh, that was a, I like that. You just say learn, it again. You learn not to rush to touch the piece. So you, uh, you know, you take your time and think it out, play it out first in your mind. And then you actually act it out on the board. Mm. So you're saying that don't ever rush into anything. Don't ever rush into anything. At least give it some thought. Give mm. it some thought. Give it some thought. Okay, okay. So you said you learned this in prison. You went to prison? No, nah, I was I was there visiting on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, yeah, I yeah, I definitely went to prison. Definitely went to prison. For how long? Uh, seven years. Seven years. Yes. That's older than my youngest daughter. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Life season. Life season. Wow. Well, were you playing chess before you went to prison? Yeah, I knew how to play before I went to prison. I didn't uh, realize how good I was until I got in the environment. It's a lot of uh, highly skilled chess players in prison. Mm-hmm. That's when I started realizing, like, you know, kind of, kind of serious with it. So what was some of the decisions that you made leading up to you becoming incarcerated? Like what? Like that led to me becoming incarcerated? Yeah. Uh, breaking the law. <laughs> it's really, it's really simple. It is. It's certain things you do. It's not hard to go to jail. Mm-hmm. Breaking the law is one of them because it creates the opportunity for yourself to be arrested. So if you don't do anything that creates opportunities for them to arrest you, it's really hard for them to arrest you. And that's not to say that you know. Obviously, we know the, the society we live in. There's still some BS going on. Yeah. They trumping some stuff up, but for the most part, if you just don't do certain things and put yourself in certain situations. Certain consequences can't, you know, can't follow through behind that. Hmm. So seven years. In those seven years, what do you, did you ever have a thought that you, that came to you every single day while you were, while you were there on the weekends chilling? Yeah, get out. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody in jail think about getting out. (laughs) Did you work on a plan to get out? I worked on a plan for when I did get out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, because at the time I went in, I was I was young and I had uh, a lot of my friends were going to school and doing things that would allow them to uh, improve their quality of life. And I I just knew that because of the amount of time I had gotten, that uh, I had to make sure I prepared myself for the world that would exist when I came out. How did you prepare, like mentally, physically, emotionally? How did you break out of the the thought that you were going to be here for the next seven years? Like, what kept you, what kept your mind in there? In prison, they, they had a saying they used to tell guys. They used to be like, don't worry about the outside world. Uh, you can't do nothing about it. Don't worry about it. But I told guys, like, uh, you know, excuse my friend, like, bro, that's some bullshit. Don't subscribe. Because if you forget the outside world, you become institutionalized. Ooh. Whatever it is that's out there that motivates you, that inspires, hold on to that, bro. Don't let that go. So when I'm in there, I'm, I'm learning stuff that I never paid attention to. Like, before I went to prison, I never listened to the radio. Just all CDs. And so there's no point listening to the radio. Now I'm in there, I'm listening to the radio, and I'm learning what constitutes a radio hit. Like, what's a radio single? The why's. Why is this track working? Why is this track successful? Why is it getting heavy rotation? And I started to learn about the business. So now it's, it's beyond me just being able to rap as a skill set. Now it's me being able to uh, look into rapping as a viable career choice. Like, understanding how the money moves. What different ways can I make money? And it just start really 
pressure, understanding branding. Like y'all see my name on everything. And this this light work right here, cause like when I say my name on everything, it's on everything. <laughs> what else is your name on? Tablecloth, retractable banner, life size cutout, shirts, uh, all kind of clothes. All kind of clothes. Do you feel like your name being on everything represents something or you're leaving a legacy? Like what is what is what is putting your name on everything do for you? I can walk into a room and say nothing. And everybody who see me in the room will know who I am. Hmm. If you don't know nothing else, you'll be like, oh, Jada Joker. I don't know what he do, but he was there. I like that. Leave your mark on the world. That is amazing. So while you were while you were incarcerated, sorry to keep talking about this, but I'm interested. I'm free you, now, so we're good. Okay, good. You, that's right. You know what? You know what? Give yourself a hug right now for being free. Come on, man. Get, She's about hug yourself. <laughs> hug yourself for freedom. I did 10 days and listen, I didn't think I was going to make it. So, <laughs> you know what? You the GOAT. Because some people will lose their mind after 10 days, after one day. So, you know what it is, though? Like, they say God work in mysterious ways. Mm -hmm. And uh, it only took 10 days for you to get it. That's it. Yes, it, it, it took one night for me to get it. it. It took a little more for me. I was hard. It took a little more for me to get it. Did you it. get in trouble while you were in, in there? Uh, it's hard not to get in trouble when you're in there. Because uh, despite what you see on TV, you could get in a lot of trouble for just doing the right thing. Mm, elaborate. Like guys like myself who end up like getting your act together, creating plans, educating other brothers, encouraging brothers to read, you're a threat to the establishment. You're a threat to job security. Like, these people depend on recidivism. They need these people to come back. Because a lot of people who work in these prisons, these country towns, don't have no education for real. Mm. They struggle to count to 72. With 72 people in the door, they be getting it wrong. So, like, this a lifeline for them in a sense. So, when you start educating brothers and putting brothers in a position where they could get out of here and do something different with their life, you're a threat to the institution. So, I've been in confinement five times. Just standing for what I believe in, just making sure that brothers knew, like, you don't got to take that, like, I'm here, but underneath these clothes, I'm still the man. You're going to respect me. Same way I respect you. Oh, I felt that. That's real man talk right there. <laughs> that was strong. You felt that, huh? I live, you I, live, that? I live that, yeah. I live that. That's awesome. So while you, um, I read something on you that you went to a concert when you got out, right? You seen a video while you were incarcerated. You were in the dorms watching, watching music videos. And it was a band that that inspired you. Yeah. So tell us a little about that. Like I want to be there. Tell us all about that. So I, uh, me and me and my uh, me and my spouse went to see, went to a concert that was at uh, at the football stadium at Everbank. Mm -hmm. uh, well, actually, TIA Field. Don't sue me. Uh, uh, before I went to prison, I only listened to rap and R and B, really. Maybe some classical stuff, but uh, not a lot of uh, rock or. Uh, country music, this stuff I discovered I was in, uh, while I was incarcerated. And I was in the bread day room one day watching TV and I seen this video by Fallout Boys for the song called Centuries. And the words hit me first. The visual was amazing, but the words hit me first because he's like, uh, some legends are told, sometimes the dust turns to gold, but you're going to remember me for centuries. Like, no matter what, like, when I leave this, man, like, my name going to live on forever because of the impact I made on the world. So, uh, I happened to have the opportunity to attend the Mega Hella tour when it was here, and uh, I, I was able to see them performing live. And it, it, you know, it was uh, it was monumental for me because I, the song like this song I'm listening to in prison, 
knowing that when I get out of here, I'm gonna make an impact on the world. Like y'all gonna remember me for centuries. Like I ain't here today going tomorrow. Like when I'm gone physically, my name will carry on. Wow, that's beautiful. I'm sorry. I'm getting a little emotional. That's powerful. That's and that stood out to me. So I wanted to definitely have you elaborate on that. Um, wow. Songs can change your life. Music, music, music is powerful. Music is powerful. Music is powerful. It's triggering. Like so, even the little bass you hear outside right now, that could be something that's inspiring to somebody else. So that that story is beautiful. So share that with as many people as you can. Share that with as many people as you can. Um, I also know that you do a lot in the community and you work with children and you support black businesses and you're really into helping develop young black men, right? So, okay, so why is it so important for you to invest your time into, you know, the young people of today? Why is it important for you to shine light on black businesses like what does that do for you uh i don't know if it does much for me but i just know i got a responsibility to make the world a better place than it was when i came right mm -hmm. so the children are the future i know what it was like to be a kid it's a lot of lessons i didn't get that could have uh affected the trajectory the trajectory of my life in a sense so a lot of it's a lot of miseducation you get as a young boy especially coming from where i come from it's a lot of information that you trust adults when they're giving it to you, not knowing that this person has been scoring, this person been been hurt, or this person been through something traumatic. And instead of them understanding the trauma, they, they kind of uh, putting it on you in a sense. Mm -hmm. And they giving you bad advice and bad information. Like we live in a society where uh, a lot of times marriage doesn't hold the same value that it once had in the world, especially in American culture. Whereas once upon a time, a man understood his responsibility was to build a family, to uh, take care of that family, and to try to uh, help grow, establish, and build something with your family. So now a lot of guys who've been hurt in relationships are teaching young dudes, like, boy, don't get married. Mm. Boy, stay a player, stay true to the game. Like, that's all bullshit. That's some bullshit ideology. But it come from, it stem from somewhere. And it stem from pain that they don't understand. And instead of them trying to understand the pain, figure it out and heal from it instead of pass down bad advice from bad experiences. Mm. So it's important to educate these, make sure these young brothers really know what's going on in the world. Do you believe that um, kids should go to therapy? I'm not a big fan of therapy. Why not? Because uh, I listened to the Charlemagne the God talk and he sounded like a therapist. Mm -hmm. Like you go too much, you don't even sound like an individual no more. You just sound like a therapist clone. And I hear him talk, he sounds exactly like a therapist. So now I'm questioning whether like, are these your thoughts? Are these the thoughts you feel like you should have because of what you learned in therapy? I think people need to talk about stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you need to go to therapy to do it. You might need to choose a better circle of friends to have these conversations with. So maybe you don't feel judged or maybe you don't get bad advice in return. But I don't know if therapy is the answer. All they do is listen. But what if your friend group or the people that are in your immediate environment have the same mindset as you or are going through the same experiences? Like, how do you break out of that mode? How do you how do you find healing if everybody is kind of on the same wave? I was in prison. All of us are in the same environment, but okay. we're doing different stuff. So no matter what environment you find, everybody ain't going to be on it. Somebody is like, even if you catch guys who do who did wrong stuff, like say, uh, 
It's five kids together. Three of them still. Two of them, like, under no circumstances, they ain't stealing shit. Like, they don't care what you do. Like, we, we don't do that. It ain't our thing. So we have to start figuring out how we better choose our friends. Because a lot of us got friends through close proximity. We friends because you my neighbor. We friends because we had the same class in high school. We friends. Like, a lot of people ain't picking friends based off of character. Mm-hmm. I like how you think. I like how you view the world. I like how you carry yourself. I like what you value. We should be friends. Mm-hmm. The way people normally would forge good business relationships or good marriages. We're just going with the friends that's closest to us. I smoke cigarettes. You smoke cigarettes. Hey, you cool. <laughs> I needed a cigarette. You gave me a cigarette. We're friends now. <laughs> well, that's pretty simple. That's pretty simple, Will. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. So... Since it always is somebody out of the pack that has, you know, sticks to their kahunas or whatever, like whatever they believe in, do you feel that it is impossible for lions like yourself to run with sheep? I think that a lion can be around a sheep. It's a respect thing. Mm-hmm. If I'm a lion, you're a sheep, but I can respect your right to be a sheep. We're gonna be fine. It's a if you a sheep and you respect my right to be a lion, we'll be fine. I think that the problem. Uh, occurs when as a sheep you feel like what I naturally do as a lion is wrong this mm. is a problem because now it's a lack of respect because you don't eat animals and hunt and chase animals down now you want me to not hunt and chase animals down and eat animals but this is what I do naturally so you want me to go against my nature to make you comfortable or, or as a matter of convenience for yourself so when the respect is not there for who we each are individually we can't coexist not like that we ain't gonna work Mm, so applying that to to your friend group, you feel like sheeps are around? No, ain't no sheeps around. <laughs> we, we res- listen, we respect people's rights to be a sheep. But if I'm a lion, we eat sheep. Why would I? Could you really trust me to be your friend, knowing that we eat sheep? Mm. It's just a matter of time before nature kick in, and you like that. You don't want to be friends with a lion, and you a sheep. Might not be in your best interest. Oh, it's a good analogy, guys. Y'all might want to listen. You might want to listen. <laughs> and, and then sometimes, like, uh, if you are a lion, and it's a situation where you got to move like a lion, a sheep not going to understand it. Mm-hmm. They're going to try to talk you out of it. Ooh. Hmm. Well, if you talk to another lion, they're going to... Oh, yeah, you got to... You got to get it's like being business minded and, and uh, trying to talk to somebody who isn't business minded or doesn't understand business. They think certain stuff is crazy. Yes. Why would you do that? Yes. You gonna pay that for marketing? They'll pay it for a bag, some shoes. Mm-hmm. But they don't understand it, why we would pay it for marketing. So it's it's just the mindset is too different. That's all we was trying to say. The mindset is different. So get around people with the same mindset. Or who are actively doing what you are trying to do. Or people who respect your right to move how you move. If you could just respect my right to move how I move and I respect your right to move how I move, we could coexist, no problem. Because I ain't going to tell you what to do. I might give you some advice that you're free to take or free not to take, but I'm not going to try to impose on you. Mm. And that's and that's, what, that's why the respect is important. Mm. I got a question for you. Do you consider yourself to be a bruised flower? <laughs> That's a good question. Thank in, you. In, in all honesty, it wouldn't be fair for me to sit up here and say, no, nah, I don't got no bruises. I mean, I went to prison. 
And prison has a uh, takes a toll on your mental. Mm-hmm. Takes a very heavy toll on your mental. Uh, it affects you in a lot of ways that when you do the kind of time I did, you don't realize how much your effect is till time progresses and you out. Like I deal with a lot of I deal with heavy situations differently than a lot of people. In prison, dudes don't cry. So people die around me, and I just kind of take it on the chin. Mm. Like for seven years, I just you don't cry. Seven years, you don't say good morning. Like you just walk around the niggas saying good morning. You get out here in the rugged, bro. People think something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't never speak. Cause but they don't know life for seven years. I ain't say good morning nobody. What is good about this morning? We are in prison. <laughs> you see, you see a dude, you go right in the convo. Hey boy, you read that book? Ain't no good morning. No greetings or no day. So I hear in the regular world where people do it frequently, you don't even know that you don't do it. Somebody pointed out, I mean, you don't never speak in the morning. What's wrong with you? Hmm. You just, you just didn't know. If you go to confinement, uh, as many times I have, you comfortable being alone. Because when you go, you're there for long periods, 30 days, 45 days here, 10 days, like, you just get comfortable being alone, which is odd because we created for companionship. Exactly. So it's weird to be a person who could be about like people think something wrong with you. But it's just the effects of the circumstances and the environment. Mm. So do you still think that you're like a beautiful person? Or yeah. you feel hardened or damaged at all? Like I was hardened before I went. Like mm-hmm. life had already made me hard in a sense. I think that uh prison deprive you of a lot of emotional experiences. So a lot of times we come out and uh, we have emotional experiences, they probably overwhelming some of the people that's around. Like guys who've been incarcerated a long time, they probably love hard. If they're angry, they're probably really angry. If they're happy, they're really happy. If they cry, they're probably gonna do a lot of crying. Just gonna be uh, exaggerated because you, a lot of times I think the best word is desire guys who've been in prison, like women will probably be like, he clingy. Mm. But without understanding that, depending on his time, like if he did three or four years, this man might've had 20 hugs in three years. Something that a lot of people take for granted. Be wow. like, oh, don't hug me. And this is a nigga that's dreaming of uh, 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 getting a hug. Mm. So it's just, it affects you a lot. Well, you're still an amazing person. You're still beautiful, Mr. Model. <laughs> I'm glad that you're out and you're doing your thing. Um, next next question. Let me see what I can, let me see what I can get done. If you could never do anything else but what you're doing right now, and you couldn't pay your bills, would you still do it? If what I was still rap, if I I've been rapping, I was rapping before I could ever pay a bill with it for a long time. If I, it took a long time before I could ever pay a bill. It took a long time before I ever got paid doing it. Mm. So yeah, I, like this, music is my passion. So even if I couldn't get paid, I would still be doing music. So some people have a passion for music, and some people have a true talent. So how long have you been doing music? Uh, since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So it's truly a passion. So you never have to be paid again to perform, to to no. train a new artist, anything like that. No, I got to get paid. But I still, <laughs> it's still a passion. It's still a passion. I need to get paid for When you get compensated working with a new artist, I'm being paid for my time and I'm being paid for the stress management level. Because uh, artists like kids in a sense. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you got to babysit them, got to hold their hand. I got to make you rehearse make you come to the studio. Keep checking up on you, see if you made them adjustments to that song that I told you to make last week. Like, So that's what you paying me for. Being a babysitter. Just making sure, accountability partner. Mm-hmm. 
just making sure that you're on point. That's, I see you, chess player. You, you choose your words wisely. I see that. It's that Dade County right there. Y'all are slick. Y'all are real slick. <laughs> okay, so now we can get to some juicy stuff. Do you have kids? Uh, I have no kids. That's probably surprising. Wow. That's amazing. How did do you want to be a parent? Uh, yeah. I'm active. I'm, I'm, I'm a parent. I just don't have no kids. Mm-hmm. So do you instill, like, do you sit down and have talks with with the kids, putting those values in, inside of them? Definitely, definitely. What's the number one thing that you would tell a child right now? If you could tell yourself as a child something, what would it be? Uh, you could do anything if you're willing to work hard. Mm-hmm. I would. Uh, I won't set no. Un- I won't set an unrealistic expectation. I think everything is possible, but I won't tell them. I won't. I'll never allow my child to think something is automatic. Mm. Do you think you should pay kids? No. Why not? You teaching them. That's why I'm not paying. You should be paying me. <laughs> so if I, but I, I don't think you should pay kids. I think that uh, if your skill set or your knowledge of what it is you're doing is high enough. That is justified, but I'm not just paying you for the sake of paying you. So you can be like, oh, I should be getting paid. You don't know enough. Like, we don't have interns no more. Intern was you paying your dudes to learn a skill set that could really change your life. Like, why should I pay you to teach you something that could change your life? I never heard of kids being described as interns. Well, they call them workers. Because when you're an intern, the intern is a proper name for it. Yeah. But you're really doing the I work. Like, I like that. But That's the work different. is the experience. Mm-hmm. And you see it, like, you go to this corner store, and it's not uncommon to see somebody got their kids in the corner store working. It's not uncommon to see somebody's kids in the family business, like, they're getting paid. you paying your dues. But if you pay attention and you learn, when you get older, you'll be in a good position. Mm, some good stuff right there. As an entertainer and an entrepreneur, do you feel like if you get into a relationship, I don't know if you in if you're in a relationship or not, I won't ask, but if you're in a relationship, do you feel like it can be a hindrance to you elevating to the next level in your career? Why or like why not? Uh I think anybody who's in a relationship who uh is pursuing a career, I think uh depending on the partner. Uh, and, and the nature of your situation, it, 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 it uh, you know, it could complicate things. It just depends. Like, uh, if I if I was in a relationship and I had an insecure partner, it'd be really hard to date entertainment. Like I told you, I do modeling, mm-hmm. fashion shows, women everywhere, uh, performances, some of them strip club, regular club, women everywhere. So I couldn't date an insecure woman. I can only date a woman who's confident herself and secure herself, mm-hmm. and who uh, would trust me and and uh, allow me to go into these environments or be willing to come in the environments with me and and just see like what's going on there, like that. But like a regular woman who uh, probably been through some some dude dogging out or something like that, like no, nah, that ain't gonna work. Hmm. I I agree. I agree. Cause it's like I know you. You're probably in the studio late hours, and you're not home. You're not available to answer the phone. Like, how do you, how do you ease the stress on an average woman or an everyday woman, and outside of somebody else being in the entertainment industry? I just uh, unavailable to answer the phone. Like, can't never answer the phone. That's questionable. Like, eventually, I gotta be <laughs> at least text you, call you. Like, it ain't that much work in the world. But uh, yeah, I keep some. I keep some. Uh, I, I keep some crazy studio hours. And I mean that like, uh, I might go to the studio at three in the morning and leave out at eight. Like, and sometimes I might go in the middle of the day or regular evenings just 
it's sporadic. Mm. But I trust the uh, creative nature, so I let I let it guide me. But uh, if you if you involve me, like you understand that, because we we're probably around each other creating. Mm-hmm. I'm probably around it, letting you hear bars or playing a thousand songs for you. Being annoying. Uh, yeah, I, I, dating the artist is a different kind of thing because yeah. uh, it's an overload because I do music and I'm excited about the music I'm passionate about the music and you my, my partner like I'm gonna share everything with you so sometimes it might not be the most convenient time you might be watching one of your favorite shows and I come in from the studio like listen to this <laughs> I don't even wait for you to pause the show or nothing I just put it go to playing it that's that artist energy like you gotta yeah, get it out gotta, your head gotta, you gotta listen get to it this out. listen to this and the, the show you watching might be at a high point in this show might be something climatic going on. You've been waiting all day to get to this point. Here I come, like, hey, psh, pause this, sh- listen to this. <laughs> that's sh- fire, huh? <laughs> you trying to figure out what's gonna happen to such and such. But that's, you know, that's it, come with the territory. You have any like crazy studio stories? Because my husband was an uh, audio engineer, well, he is an audio engineer, and I used to hear crazy, like, studio stories of like artists taking their clothes off and and recording like that like I so we'll give us something uh I'm I'm, to be (laughs) honest I'm probably not the funnest artist to be in the studio with if you're a person who just goes for the environment in the crowd because uh I I ain't drinking I ain't smoking like I I approach uh the studio like a lot of people who say it's in their careers approach work like when I come in here it's take care of business so I kind of eliminate a lot of distractions Mm -hmm. and I um come in head down my engineer we just grind it out so it ain't gonna be too many exciting stories of me like you shouldn't even be able to make it into the studio to be able to take your clothes off in the first place so it, it's, <laughs> we're not we ain't doing that well i tried y'all i tried to get a good studio story but was there anything that you feel like i could have asked you to dive deeper to dive deeper mm-hmm Got them stumped. I, I don't know what... I, I, Anything I know. else you want anybody to know about you? What's your social media? Yeah, y'all can follow me at L-J-D-A-J-O-K-E-R. That's L-J the Joker. And you got to say like, L-J the Joker. L-J the Joker. You got to make sure you say it right. And uh, y'all check the music out, man. Got an anthem for the Jaguars, Big Cats. Uh, got, a, got a hot single on the way. I can't really say. It's called Can We, but I can't really say too many details. But shout out to Blake Neal. Uh... Also, man, we're shooting a lot of visuals, a lot of visuals. It's been a great year, a lot of shows. We've been getting booked up left and right, been fortunate. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, there's so much going through my mind, I don't even know all to, to tell them. Check out some of the movies I've been in. Uh, <laughs> Sample Love, Soul Hood. All around creative. Well, this yeah. was very, uh, this was very fun. I appreciate you coming. Um, so before we end this, I always like to have our guests leave the audience with a positive affirmation or something that can be impactful, that can stick with them. So is there any piece of advice that you can leave the people, like bless them so good right now so they can remember LJ the Joker? This petty, right? But I just was watching uh, Tyler Perry oh movie, right? And the uncle said something I thought was profound. It's short and sweet. He's like, uh, in the morning, the sun will come. If, if the morning come and you don't see the sun, you <laughs> like, you ain't make it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, uh, I just think that uh, as an as individual goal, the goal should be to be a blessing to everybody you come in contact with. If we operate from that space of love and uh, a concern and care 
understand that it does take a village to raise a child and understanding that a community consists of families and we get back to building strong families so that we can build strong communities like we could really change the world. Wow. Well, can't close it out any better than that. So, you guys, thank you for tuning in. I'm so excited that LJ the Joker came LJ by. LJ the Joker. <laughs> oh, before you spit us up the real quick. Something like what? LJ the Joker stuff. Uh, I wish I want something positive, something deep. Like, what, what, what are we doing? It don't matter. Whatever comes to your heart. Your Any suggestions? First. Nope. I done said all this deep stuff. Now I'm going to rap some club stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. This is, this is, so look, this is a difficult request you're making because there's so much music. So now it's like, what should I rap? Uh, we like to be inspired here. We like, we like to hear people's stories. Like you are a survivor at life and in business. Like that's so amazing. So you I still do, have uh, your mind. Uh, I do, uh, let's do, I'm gonna do the third verse off Who Cares? Because it's one of my favorite verses. I say, uh, Little boys need hugs, baby girls need kisses, guidance, words of comfort, uplifting. Educate our youth so they can soar through school with their heads held high like eagles in the sky. Stop cussing them out and stealing with black pride. Let them know it's more to life than repping your side. Talk about this world and this crooked legal system. How politicians is mean trying to send our youth to prison. Help them develop dreams and start achieving their goals. Whether it's going to college or playing a little ball. Talk about life, how don't nothing come easy. Believe me, you should trap or die like Jeezy. Many nights spent. Searching for days out, did what I had to do just to make it through the drought. I talk about my life so y'all can learn from my mistakes. I care enough to want to see you live a better way, and that's real. LJ the Joker. Y'all clap it up for LJ the Joker. That was fire. You hear the crowd? Definitely that was hear fire. the crowd. Hear the crowd and see the lights. Thank you for that. I love that. Thank you for being open. Thank you for being super dope. Like, thank you for coming through. Thank you Thank for you having for, me out. for sweating it out of here because it's pretty hot, y'all. We sweating today. <laughs> you got the hottest nigga in the south in the building. Okay, lighting up the room. Well, we're going to wrap this up. If you guys um, want to leave us a review, we like five stars. We don't have anything to sell you, but if this episode resonated with you, please share it out to anybody who you think it can resonate, even if you don't think it could resonate with them, share it anyway. We appreciate all your love and support. Um, we're available on all platforms, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, everything. So go follow us, like us, and we'll check you out next Tuesday. Bye.